This episode of Freer Wild is produced with support from Ultra Trail Hurricana. My name is Rachel Sklar and I'm an ultra marathon runner and I, I run because I like pushing the boundaries and seeing what's possible when you just put everything into a race and coming out on the other side. You're listening to Free Your Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hurricane event. From runner profiles to trail tales, join us as we explore the world of trail runners. Their journeys, their daily lives, their challenges, their uncertainties. I'm Justin Pugliese, and today we'll be talking with Rachel Sklar. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I usually like to start off by finding out how you got into running in the first place. Yeah. So my journey into running was, it was interesting. So I'd been doing Muay Thai for about five years and I sustained a major injury and a concussion, which I couldn't fight anymore. So I always had to run anyways to keep in shape and to keep in weight. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to run a marathon. I mean, humorous in retrospect, I Googled how to run a marathon and I put in the kilometers, I did it. And finished. I mean, not gracefully, but I finished. And I think from that, it kind of set the tone into this whole running year. And, you know, I didn't think I would even cross that finish line. I did. And it was amazing just knowing if you believe in something and you believe that you can finish, you can just push through every boundary and succeed on the other side. How, so how long were you doing Muay Thai for kind of what, cause that's kind of like a physical sport, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. aggressive um, how long, like what kind of got you into that? And, you know, the training is so different, but is there some similarities between training for fighting and training for running? I think just the consistency of just always staying in the mental capacity just to train for whatever you're doing. Um, I mean, it was intense, but so is running, you know, you have to be out there for hours and strength training and whatever it is. So, I mean, the training is different. Um, you know, I'd be training, six, seven hours a day for Muay Thai, morning and night. Um, I actually moved to Thailand for a year to actually learn proper Muay Thai and learn from, you know, the Thais how to do it properly. And it was an incredible experience. And then I came back here and then I was training in Toronto. And yeah, I mean, it was amazing. That's where you're from? Toronto, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. And so how long did it take you to get out of that injury? Because um, I mean... It, yeah, I mean, a concussion was serious. I mean, I didn't do anything for three months. Um, I could barely articulate a sentence for a month. So I'm like, okay, I need to take time off and kind of regroup what I'm doing. And I mean, I love Muay Thai. It was my passion. It was my heart. But I mean, you're kind of playing Russian roulette with your life at that point. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm put the white flag up with this one. And then I got into running and then I fell in love with it. The rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. What were some early struggles for you getting into running uh, more on a consistent basis? And, and like when you start training mm -hmm. for something, like were there any noticeable challenges that you had? I think when I started, I got into road running. And I think some people are just trail runners or they're road runners. And I love road running. Like in Toronto, it's scenic. You know, you're just always passing people, but I could never really get into that groove the way that I see roadrunners do. And I'm like, 
ah, maybe I'm not a road runner. Like, I don't know. I, I couldn't get into that zone that I needed to for road running. But then I found trail running and it was just that light bulb. I'm like, aha, this is my, this is my niche. This is my groove. And then that's when the real training started. And I could actually go out on the trails and train smarter and harder and longer and just learn from other people with trail running. How long have you been running now for? Three years. Okay. Yeah. So not very short lived thus yeah. far. Yeah. 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 But you love it. And I love it. You, it's my did, passion. Did you find some like early success in, in your career? Yeah, so I did, um, I did the first marathon, and then three months later, I, I signed up to a staged ultra marathon on a whim, and it was a 50K, then a marathon the next day, and I actually got first place. I was like, what? Like, that was crazy. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sign up for my first full ultra, and kind of was a little ballsy at that point, but I, I signed up for 100 miles in Patagonia at Elevation had no idea how to train for elevation. I didn't even know what it was. I was doing like hill repeats in Toronto. Like that was my elevation, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I got to Patagonia and I finished. I couldn't believe I finished, but I finished. And I'm like, okay, I think ultras are my thing. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And so did you do that self-coach? Did you? Did yeah, you... that was, I was all self-coached. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So was there, is there stuff that you were learned early on or like looking like, do you, are you coached now or like, I'm not really coached now either. I think a lot of it is self-taught and like, I have a lot of, um, friends and close circles of people who just guide me and help me, which is great because I mean, you can be coached for sure, but it's such a, um, it's a sport where it's like, you need a coach, but I think it's more so the mental training and the mental aspect of ultra marathons that if you have a really good support team and group of people around you just to solidify that mindset that you need going into ultra marathons, I think that kind of trumps. I mean, you do need a coach. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's the mental component for this sport, too, that is really important. You think it's more so mental than physical? For sure. Okay. For sure. And what? how do you work that mental game? Because like... I run marathons. Mm -hmm. uh, I ran a 28 today. I ran, yeah. Most I've ran is 65. Yeah. And I can't put my head around the distance of 100, 100K or 100 miles. Yeah. Like, it just like, I had a friend out there yesterday running for like 20 hours. And yeah. I'm like, no, just no. Like, yeah. I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like, what do you do? <laughs> you know, like, how do you work that mental game? I think it's trial and error. Yeah. And, you know, I always try to get into this kind of, steady state zone so to speak and just kind of numb out all of my thoughts and not really think about anything just think about mile per mile, mile per mile stride by stride and I focus on the mile I'm in and if I start to think oh my god I still have 100k left I'm going to start to panic so I just think about it okay next kilometer next kilometer and I think that's kind of how you have to play the game in ultra marathons because even yesterday I was running the 125 and I'm like oh my god I still have 80k and I started to panic I'm like, okay, no, breathe, breathe, calm down, mile by mile, step by step. So you gotta have to break it up, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Now, did you get to that point fairly quickly? Like, was it like, like, is that the distance you're focused on now? Like, is, is it 100 miles and, and that's kind of what you're after or 100K and that's, that's where, you, where you're at? Or do you do shorter races as well? No, I mean, I, I like the long races. Like, I could do short races, don't get me wrong. But I think my sweet spot is around 100 to 110 and a bit faster. I mean, I do like 100 miles, but they just take so much out of you. Like, I just did one three months ago, and it took me, 
like a month and a half to recover. Like I could barely even shake out my legs for a run. Like I was so tired and mm-hmm. injured and sore and ligaments and just everything was gone. I'm like, okay, like it, it takes a huge amount of effort out of your body. So I like to do that maybe once, twice a year. Like I have one coming up, it's 150. So it's going to be a doozy. Where's and then that? That one's in Poland. Okay. And then the week after I have 130 in Turkey. So yeah, I mean like double stacked, like just crazy, crazy, crazy. But this is part of some, uh, something greater. Like you're yeah. doing, you're doing, you're working on a project, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I'm doing 12 ultra trail world tour races in 12 months over 12 countries. So I think kind of this, the whole genesis of the, this idea came into fruition when I'm like, ah, I want to do something big, something grandiose. And I was always looking on this website for the, you know, the most iconic ultra trail uh, races in the world. I'm like, oh, I want to do all of them. But I'm like, okay, no, I got to break it down. 12 in 12 months over 12 countries. And that's where I'm at right now. So this was race eight. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. How do you feel? I'm tired. You know, (laughs) sometimes I don't even know what country I'm in, what time zone. Like, it gets a little funky sometimes, but it's just been such an amazing experience. And I'm just so grateful to have embarked on this year. Mm -hmm. And who's supporting that? Is it, is it self-supported or? Yeah. So I have sponsors who help me with the year and then the ultra trail world tour does these short clips on each, uh, race. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So how do you train for like, what does a training week look like or a training block look like for that kind of distance? Like I know how much I put in for marathon Mm -hmm. training, but for anybody that wants to train for a hundred K or more, so what I try to emulate, so let's say your race is at 5,000 meters. So I try to do in one week a 5,000 meter elevation week with the same mileage. But I mean, for me, for this year, it's, it's a little different because I'm going from race to race to race to race. So it's just like sustaining, sustaining, shakeout run, nothing too crazy because every run is your last long run for the next run. So typically you have like a, in your training block, you'll have one week and it's your peak week where you have like the most mileage and then just emulating the same elevation as your race, which prepares you for the elevation or the distance. Mm -hmm. And what else do you work on uh, other than just the running? Is there, you do a lot of strength training? Yeah. And I never used to until I was getting a lot of injuries with my knees, my hips. And then I incorporated a lot of strength training and a lot of band work. Um, just working my IT bands and strengthening those little muscles and stuff that you need. And it's helped me a huge amount. And just really focusing on squats, lunges, all that stuff just to sustain your body and to create that strength you need to mm-hmm. propel forward in the races. Because yeah, a lot of people say like, well, what about your knees? And what, like, mm-hmm. like that's just like the stigma I think with, yeah, with yeah, running yeah. is that like, oh, it's going to hurt your knees. Like yeah. it's unilateral. So yeah. Yeah. I find that it's, it's not so intense if you do all those other things yeah. correctly. Yeah. And I feel like people are like, oh, if we do strength, we're going to get bulky with running. I'm like, it's not going to create bulk. It's going to create the strength you need to be able to do your sport. Mm-hmm. It's that maintenance that you need to propel forward in any of these races. It's not going to make you bulky, so to speak. Like, you know, that's a myth too. So I think it's so important to incorporate strength. And I do yoga once a week just to kind of limber out a little bit. Switch it up. Switch it up, yeah. Do yeah. you do a lot of training by yourself or are you part of groups? Or? No, I'm by myself. Yeah. I'm that lone wolf. I'm always training by myself. Like I, I have friends who I do strength training with or if I go on a, you know, a shakeout run, but I'm hardly in the city anymore. So to connect with people and go for a run, it's like, it's pretty tough. So 
just training by myself in the mountains, you know? Yeah. Talk to the trees, the caterpillars, you know? <laughs> Any mantras? I, I like asking that question, too. Like, is there something like that you repeat to yourself when you're out there, like, running and, like, when you're racing and you're trying to find, like, some motivation? Is there, is there anything? I don't think there's a, so to speak, a, a mantra, but I always just say in my head, like, courage. Like, that's the main thing I have, like... That always just plays in my head, courage, courage, courage. And I think that's, it's something for me, just having the courage to go through this year and kind of stay true to what I put into place. And so that one word always just kind of helps my mindset. Very cool. Yeah. Now you have this running tour that's going on. Do you work also or are you doing this? So this year I took the year off. I'm sponsored. So I'm lucky in that regard that I can kind of just travel and do this for this year and just focus on this. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and then yeah. what do you do normally? I'm your... a ghostwriter. Oh. So, I mean, I, I still work and I do stuff. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I can travel and work abroad and right. do that, which is great. What would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date? In running? I think conquering that first 100 mile, for sure. And I think just pushing past the boundaries that I thought were impossible and then coming out on the other end and just realizing what you can do when you put your mind to it and you just kind of break down those barriers. And for me, it was just groundbreaking. So for me, I think that was the most revolutionary moment for sure. Was it like something that, you know, stepping away from a sport that you loved and then mm -hmm. introducing a new sport that you now love? Was that yeah. like an emotional time for you or like, like a, it was, I couldn't really get into running. I'm like, oh, I just want to go hit the bag or go hit someone, you know, like I just wanted to be in the gym, just hitting pads or something. And it was hard to break away from one sport to the other, but now I can't even look back. Now it's just like running is my heart. It's all right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Looking back at the beginning, I mean, you've only been running for three years, mm -hmm. but like what advice could you give to somebody um, just getting into the sport or like wants to start running like, like you did? What, what advice could you give to them? It's just patience. Just be patient and, you know, just have the heart and the dedication and you'll get to whatever distance you want to get to. And if you run one kilometer or five kilometers, you're a runner. Like you don't have to run a marathon or you don't have to run a hundred miles to be a runner. If you run 1K or 5K, you're a runner. So just be patient and you'll get there. Don't you find it's funny when, when people say that they're not, like, like I, I help run a run club on, yeah. on Monday nights. Yeah. And people show up and, <clears throat> like, they know what I've done and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'll talk to them about racing and all this stuff. But they're like, oh, I'm not a runner. Like, what What are you doing right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. running. Well, yeah. then you're a runner. You're it's a runner, like, yeah. It, it's just, like, it's, it's funny how we, misconception, for sure. we just discount things like that. Yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, but it's, like, everybody who just puts one step in front of the other can yeah. can make it happen. Yeah. Um, would you change anything about the way you've kind of gone about your career? Or do you think you're going to continue the way you're going now? And like, I always think about potential as well mm -hmm. as athletes. Like you've had some success early mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Like, where do you want to go with this? Like, how, do you think you've reached your full potential yet or? No, no. I mean, this year is not about performance. There's no way I can perform with the amount of races I'm doing. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, if I finish a race, I'm happy. Like, I'm not looking for this year to place or to be top 10 or something. There's no way. Like, I'm literally going into each year so, or each, sorry, each race so sore. Um, but, you know, I do want to hit top 10 in a race. So I think it's just about taking time off, training properly, going somewhere, and then just really utilizing the mountains or the space to be able to get to where I want to get to. 
cool. Yeah. And what about, um, like I always think about like nutrition mm -hmm. with, uh, with, with trail racing mm -hmm. and like, what's your diet like and mm -hmm. what do you kind of implement in your every, like in your, in your races and stuff like that? So I've tried every diet, so to speak, and I'm, I'm plant-based. So, I mean, for me, it really helps me just on a recovery standpoint. Um, I think every person is different, but I just feel like whole foods are just going to help you repair your body. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I like cheesecake and I like, I like, you know, all these things, but at the same time, you just have to fuel your body properly and just, um, just listen to it. Mm -hmm. Like I eat a very high fat diet. So I eat a lot of avocado, nuts, seeds, something for sustained energy. Um, but then I also eat carbs. Like I just think it's, it's up to the person and what your body feels comfortable with. Yeah, I made the switch to to like vegan, and that was uh, vegan cheesecake, by the way, not regular. It was cashews. Okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, two years ago, yeah. and uh, like a question's always like, well, where do you get your protein? You know? Yeah, that's like, that's the the infamous line. Where do you get your protein? But I mean, vegetables are rich in protein. Yeah. Right? What? So what made you? How long have you been plant based, and what mm -hmm. made you make the change? I've been plant based for ten years. Um, and then I went off of a uh, vegan diet for about a year and I felt horrible. Like I just, my energy levels were low. Like I just didn't feel how I normally feel. And then I implemented back in and then I started doing research and just implementing different things into my diet. And yeah, I feel healthy and I feel great and I have so much energy. Mm -hmm. So cool. you're vegan. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel great. Yeah. 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 It, it yeah. takes some getting used to. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's just like uh, the recipes and yeah. adapting because like we're just so used to cooking a certain way. But mm -hmm. when you find ways to replace it, you know, beans and rice and yeah. vegetables and, you know, they got quinoa yeah. and Which is super tempeh, rich soy, yeah. like it becomes like really good. And you can actually fool a lot of people too when you, when yeah, you yeah. Yeah, make yeah. The, like my mom cooks vegan now for me all the time, you yeah. know, and like some delicious meals. It's, but it's like, it gives me like tons of energy too. It's like, yeah. It's an awesome, uh, awesome thing. Um, <clears throat> just like what's next for you? Do you, have you looked into next year? Like after this expedition, it kind of what, races is, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few on the bucket list. Like I think I'm going to do the Transalpine run, which is a seven day stage race. Um, and I believe it goes from France to Italy to Switzerland. Wow. Pretty neat. Um, I do want to do UTMB. So try to get into that or the TDS, but TDS is apparently a lot harder this year. So which one's that? So, uh, UTMB is hundred miles with 10,000 meters. And then TDS now is 140 with a, uh, sorry, I think it's like 12,000 meters. So it's a, it's a gnarly one. Um, and then I want to do uh, Madeira ultra trail yeah, there's still a lot. Like, I feel like even after this year, like next year is going to be pretty stacked, but not as, not as much. Yeah. Do you find, uh, like the competition is, is rich in, uh, in trail running for you? Like, is that, do you thrive on that? Um, like as a fighter, you must be looking at your next opponent and be like, yeah, I do. And I don't like, I think it's an opponent with self more than anything, not with other. And that's what I try to go into these races with. Like as much as I, you know, I want to hit top 10, like my, the opponent is self and just battling you know, the voices of self-doubt within yourself. And that's, that's where I try to battle every race. Mm -hmm. What was the, what was the most challenging experience you've had uh, racing or, or even in training? Like what's the, been the, 
like can you look back and say like wow i don't i can't believe how i got out of that one or like i, think, I wanted to give up and yeah, i think that was in uh croatia in istria it was 100 miles and i was doing very very well up until 90k um and then we had snow on the summit twisted my ankle fell on my knee my knee got injured i was like oh darn okay and then I was limping and I still had 90 or 80, 90K. I still had 90K to go. And then as we were going down, then I got hypothermia, like severe, severe hypothermia. So I was in the medic tent for five hours and I was looking at my watch. I'm like looking at it as, as it counted down. I'm like, oh my God, I only have like 10 hours to go, like nine hours to go. I'm like, okay, I got up and I finished. I have no idea how I finished that race. I couldn't walk and I had hypothermia. And I finished. And to me, I was like, what was innately in me that made me cross that finish line? Like, I just wanted to finish so bad that I disregarded the pain of my knee and the hypothermia. And it was, it was amazing. And I still look back in retrospect. I'm like, I don't know how I did that. But I guess when you have the will to finish, you just finish. I mean, hypothermia is kind of a big deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was a doozy. Did you take a break or did you like, how did you manage that? Like did the you, hypothermia? Yeah. When I got to that medic tent, I was, it was really bad and I was there for five hours and they just wrapped me in emergency blankets and tea and soup. And I tried to get my core temperature up as much as I could. And I think after about four or five hours, it got a little better, but the issue was I was lying down. My muscles had seized. My knee was gone. I got up. I could not even walk, but I just, I wanted to finish and I limped and I just power hiked for 30 K took me seven hours. No idea how I did it, but I, I finished. You just shut it off and yeah. Yeah. Is it harder to like run through the darkness? Like, like in that state, like I don't know what time it, that was the, I think it was around four or five. So the sun was just coming up. But if it was pitch black dark, I think that would have been pretty tough. But it was there's a lot of people around, so at least you know that people are around, um, which kind of helps your mindset when you're just by yourself in the forest. It's tough. It's very tough. I give you all the credit in the world. I, I don't know. I, I still maybe one day I'll get back to you. And You'll do it. You'll do it one day. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's got maybe it's a bucket list kind of thing yeah. for me. But yeah, I just like how the body and the mind can can kind of push you through that stuff and but, but um yeah like utmb just happened like yeah the views are just absolutely spectacular and yeah unbelievable is there anybody that you look up to in the sport like is there anybody that stands out to you that really like wow what they've accomplished and kind of like pushes you to be better mm, like i love all of our elites like they're incredible and i look up to them because i'm like i don't understand how you can even run that fast doing this like to me like courtney dollwater like she's she just won utmb and i'm like i don't how how do you run that fast to finish a hundred miler like it's mm -hmm. to me it's incredible and as much as i look up to the elites i actually look up to the people who i i race with and who come out on the other side and they're just they're successful in what they do and they're just normal, everyday people. And to me, that's where I find my inspiration from just the people I run with. Because mm -hmm. to me, they're, they're amazing. You know, they could, they have kids or they, you know, they manage full-time jobs and they are so successful in what they do. And to me, I'm like, that, that's amazing. Yeah. That to me is phenomenal. Yeah. And then actually one thing I found too is like the, 
trail community is yeah. so nice and yeah. like so inclusive coming to like race, race like Hurricane yeah. like um you you have access to just about everybody yeah. and there's nobody yeah. like I was just talking to the the woman that one yeah Emily one uh yesterday yeah and just like so in yourself and like yeah. everybody's just like willing to talk and yeah. like it's super chill and yeah it's the community like it it's such a rad group of people and <laughs> i love it and the people you meet abroad and here it's like you create these friendships and they're long lasting yeah have you stayed in touch with a lot of people that, that you've met in this sport yeah so i met a couple when i was in madeira and i was just training with uh, my coach at the time and we were out on a training run. I met these people and they were from Quebec and they ended up crewing me at my aid station yesterday. I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was so amazing. And I had met them once and just such incredible people mm. who are willing just to come out and support people in, in the sport. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, you don't really know them. You just kind of... I, I kept in touch on Instagram or whatever here and there, but for them to actually come out here and support, yeah. it, was, it was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. What, uh, what would you say running, what, has, what impact has running made on, on your life? I think it's just created this inner strength that I needed in life. And when I embarked on this year, you know, it was going to be a tough year, but I was excited to see what that person was going to be coming out the other side. And I know just from this year, I've just, I've changed as an individual and I've grown this outer shell and this inner strength that I needed for anything in, in life pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's interesting what it does, like how it changes you yeah. as a person, you yeah. know, especially what you're doing now. Like I find that super impressive. Yeah. Like, just the back to back wear and tear and like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what do you find the best way is to recover? Like aside from nutrition and like you do yoga, like do you do like stretching and you get massages and stuff like that too? Or yeah, I get massages. I have a, an amazing chiropractor in Toronto and he's like, I wish I could just put him in my backpack and take him everywhere. He's amazing. But, uh, I mean, I've done everything. I do, like, cryo, all that stuff. But I have um, the Theragun. It's like a machine, and it gets into all your joints and ligaments. That, to me, is, like, my prize visit. Like, it has saved me from race to race to race. But, I mean, it's just about rest. Rest and recovery. That's it. Like, I mean, you can do all these things, and you can stretch, but you just need to take the time off that you need and maybe shorter shakeout runs, but just clear your mind and do something other than running just yeah. to kind of switch off your, your mindset a little bit. How many off days do you take in a week? I listen to my body. I really do. And I never used to up until this year, but I'm like, okay, that didn't feel right. You know, I go for a shakeout run or whatever. I'm like, I need time off or I need like a day off or a two days off. And I switch it. I'll, I'll climb. Because it doesn't take, you know, it, it, there's no impact on it. So I go to the climbing gym. I hang out for like four or five hours. I climb. And then the next day I'm refreshed enough to go for a run. So the cross training really yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. helps you. Yeah. Where can f people find out more about you and this really cool uh, running adventure that you're on? And My Instagram is carrots for lunch. And my website is whorunTheworld.ca. Amazing. Yeah. And when will that like documentary piece be out? on? So this? they're actually, I... I actually still have to upload a few of them, but, uh, <laughs> it goes onto my Instagram page and I upload them to my website. Oh, very cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. So people can watch them there. Yeah. So they, they go up after every race. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you just raced yesterday and, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. And hopefully we'll see you soon. And yeah, good luck sure. with all your future races this, thank you. this year. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
You've just heard the fifth episode of Free Your Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hurricane event. This interview with Rachel Sklar was produced with support from Ultra Trail Hurricane. This podcast is a co-production of Evan Ma Hurricane and La Rundown. You can find more information on the UTHC on the website, hurricane.info. See you soon.